0: You know our friends at Wicking Vicar for their comfortable clerical shirts and their wooden Advent wreath playset. They're back with a new gift, and this time it's for the Lutheran ladies. Introducing their beautiful necklace featuring 14 karat gold-filled charms of the cross and Luther seal—a simple and feminine way to express your faith every day. This necklace arrives in a gift box and is perfect for confirmation, graduation, Mother's Day, or first communion. Visit WickingVicar.com to find this necklace and other gifts. That's W-I-C-K-I-N-G-V-I-C-A-R.com. listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Brie. And I'm Rachel. Today is a not a barbecue. It's a BBQ, but that's Brie's big question in the Lutheran Ladies Lounge. So Brie,
1: what maybe mildly controversial question do you have for us today? I wish I was eating barbecue right now, honestly. (laughs) And I feel like this might be a little bit of a spicy one, but you know what? This we are modeling how to interact with each other when we agree to disagree and talk about contentious things, and this is it. This is this is a live rendition of that, I guess. Well, it's not live. If I start cussing, you're going to cut that out. I'm sure. True. Um, I probably won't start cussing though. It's fine. <laughs> At least not on purpose. Um, so Sunday, May 14th is Mother's Day, and something that i wanted to challenge today has to do with our society's increasing openness to the term dog mom there mm-hmm. are different there are different variations of that you might see somebody who who identifies as a cat mom or a plant mom basically using a label to define somebody who Cares and nurtures for something, but not necessarily a human child. Mm. And so, as these terms grow in popularity, I think that the terms also have their detractors. One of the things that I, one of the refrains I kind of hear periodically is dog moms aren't real moms. And it is something that you even hear a lot in our Lutheran lady circles. And so, I wanted to talk about that a little bit today and maybe offer a challenge and offer some perspective that might change minds a little bit. So I just wanted to start out by saying that Lutherans, particularly of the LCMS variety, I mean, we are firm in our pro-life stance, right? We are unapologetically vocal in the pro-life movement, and because of that, I think we we place a very high value on motherhood. I want to be clear throughout this entire this entire segment that like, as we protect and advocate for all life and we talk about motherhood, like, yes, absolutely, excellent. These are, these are very good things that God has given us. And I think that we are called to continue to up, uphold life and uplift mothers and support them and celebrate with them. And motherhood is is a truly blessed vocation, right? Like I think there's a there's a book, The Life of Luther, maybe, by Julie and Michelet, and Martin Luther is quoted as saying that motherhood is the glory and most precious ornament of woman. And in that context, Luther is referring to Eve, as in Adam and Eve, as the mother of all living creatures. And so that being said, I believe that dog moms and cat moms and plant moms and others are real moms. I know that's a bold statement. I'm dropping it and I want to walk away, but I'm not walking away. I'm here now. (laughs) And... Does anybody want to jump in at this point, say anything? Okay, I will. Right. Part of
0: this isn't in be- being informed by the fact that I have just finished Paralandra from C.S. Lewis. <laughs> yes. And that the queen of, oh sorry, this is spoilers, maybe, if you haven't read Paralandra yet. The queen of Venus is the mother of that world, right? So I get that viewpoint. I, f- I almost feel like there's two different ways we can take this. Like, the way that, that I see that you're going with this, like, it is, it is motherhood in the sense that you're stewarding the creatures that are in your care, but, like, it's also not motherhood, which I think is where Rachel's going to be going, in the fact that, like, I didn't birth my cat. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, they're not physically part of me. Right. But I do, now that I actually have pets, I was definitely in the camp of, like, absolutely not dog moms are not a real thing before I had pets. Now... Now, I I get it now because I won't call my pets my children because I I still feel like that's just a little weird. But I understand how, how do I want to put this? I understand that the creatures that I have in my house are in my hair. I am responsible for their well-being. I should not put them in harm's way. Like, I'm responsible for feeding them and making sure that they are up to date on their vaccines and, like, all of these things that I do as a steward of creation and, and as the caretaker of those animals. And I think, like, we get to the point where, like, being the caretaker of that animal just ends up being their mom because that's essentially the role that you have you're in that role of right. mother to those creatures because you're doing all of these things to make sure that they're healthy and taken care of and are sustaining life. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I had to like I'm in this weird space where like I get it and in my head I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I'm kind of a cat mom, but it also
1: I don't know if I love that term, but I don't know what else to call it. So it's squarely right. in the middle. We're generally <laughs> enough. Well <laughs> I will say this. I I, I do want to speak to this. I think I think there's a spectrum. I don't think it's you either are or you are not. Some people might feel more close to their pets than i do for example they might actually mm-hmm. feel as though they have given birth to these things and i feel like that's <laughs> that's not that's not what i'm talking about here um, i think from my perspective i think it's it is a matter of vocation and the fact that god has called us to be stewards of his creation and I'll just use me as an example, and I have to be clear when I say I I am not a mom of humans. Like, I am a surrogate aunt to many, many, many children. Do I know what it actually means to be a mother of humans? At the end of the day, no, not really. However, even though God has not called Matt and me to be parents yet and might never call us to that vocation, we still have two dogs, two percent and opal, and we are that us us caring for them is us being good stewards of God's creation. And taking care of them is fulfilling our vocation as as caretakers of that creation. And so, you know, there are people out there who either can't have kids or the conditions are not favorable for them to have children. And so, I think there's still there is still some expectation for people with pets or even like houseplants or gardens or like what whatever living thing there is, right? There is a an expectation to cultivate and nurture that thing and to guide that thing as it grows. I think a lot of a lot of what I hear is this usage of Genesis one twenty eight of God blessing Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply, for example. Some people, like even, not even Christianity, like other, other religions, I think, very concerted, conservative Judaism, for example, they take that passage and they say, this is a mandate for us to get married and have kids. And... That's a whole discussion for another time. Like, I was going to say, that's a different Breeze Big question. That's a whole other episode. But I also want to point out that, yes, he, he tells us to go forth and multiply. But in that same mandate, if we want to call it that, he also tells us to, to fill the earth, to subdue it, and to have dominion over every living thing that moves on the earth. And mm-hmm. so... I'm I'm willing to bet that part of that I'm not a biblical scholar, to be clear. But I feel like part of that dominion mandate has to do with like taking care of animals, but also like not littering or, you know, cutting rings in your in your can circles things so they don't get stuck on turtles or like, you know what I mean? Just like, yeah, being good stewards of God's creation. Like when we talk about being fruitful and multiplying, I don't think we can I don't think we can forsake the second half of that.
0: Yeah, I think some of the pushback too <laughs> comes from oh, people who, and I'm not saying that you are doing this or anybody else, but in general, the people who get pets because they don't want to have kids, and I'm not going to comment on that. But th- that, like when when people choose pets over children, I think that's also when this gets to be very very sticky mm-hmm. because we've talked about that before of the the mentality of if you don't have kids like what is your mentality to if you found out you were pregnant like would you are you refusing the the Mm -hmm. gifts that god is is giving you in order to just have pets instead of kids like that that is a whole a whole thing where it gets really sticky gets complicated and and it's a different you and i I are are not in that (laughs) boat like both of us if a baby showed up on our
1: doorstep we'd be like
0: Yay, babies! Right. So I'm ready to be one of them safe
1: space signs outside my door. That like yes. is at the fire station. Like you
0: can, yeah. yeah. It's to, not to be clear, good. neither <laughs> of us are are taking that <laughs> position.
1: <So. laughs>
2: well, I was just gonna say that I don't I don't have any pets right now. I've had I've had pets in the past, and I've I've always I do understand that sensation of the sort of child helpless dependent mm-hmm. creature. But at the same time, I'm, I've always been very, I feel like I've always been very cognizant of the fact that this is a shadow of mm. the reality sort of thing, mm. as far as, or at least of how it's intended to be with the reality, because not all parent-child relationships are good. But yeah. one of the things I appreciated when having a dog was that sense of pushing me out of caring for my own needs. Here for another, mm-hmm. and always, in my mind, I would you know, if I would share a story or something like that with people, I'm like, I know this is different with children, but it's I feel like I have a little bit of an idea <laughs> of it. and so i I guess I've been more of the I understand the the metaphor, but more of like it's a it's a shadow of the reality or it's a reflection in a mirror of the actual sort of thing as opposed to being an actual. But I am still curious to hear hear more of your more of your thoughts and sort of argument in favor of it.
3: Yeah. I am sort of the dissenter on this, I guess. And I appreciate you raising this this topic because I need to be called to greater understanding and compassion of people who are in a, a different place in life than I am. I have a dog, Maggie, and I have four children. <laughs> And let me tell you, the relationship is very different. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's like apples and oranges. And so I've been, I have at times when I've heard people refer to themselves as dog moms, I've had a reaction that was somewhere between a gut punch and an eye roll. Um, mm. Because I'm like, no, you're not. You did. Like, I was I was trying to fish out my my dog's records and I can't find it, but I have her birth certificate. She has a mom. And I know her, if I can find the paper, I know her mom's name. (laughs) She has a mom who gave birth to her, who nursed her, who loved her until she was of an age where she was ready to leave the nest, at which point she joined our family and we want to treat her with love Mm -hmm. and compassion. But I'm sorry, if Maggie wants to snuggle with me and one of my kids wants to snuggle with me at the same time, guess who gets to snuggle with me? The kid. (laughs) You know. Of course. There is, there is a, a an order of creation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that puts yeah. human children. And I guess, you know, what you were saying about this. I, I do when when people say, oh, I don't want to have kids. I just want to have pets. I'm like, well, that's not even like, yes, you are. You are giving of yourself to care for a creature. But I can put my dog in a crate and go away for four hours. Mm-hmm. I can't. She won't like it very well. Actually, she likes her crate. But, you know, she'd be she's much happier in her crate than out of her crate. But I can't do that with my kids. Right. Right. You know, so there's a different level of responsibility and stress that comes with raising kids. That is that, you know, dogs give you somebody to love. Mm -hmm. But you're never going to have a conversation with your dog about you're not going to wear that out of the house, young lady, are you like? (laughs) (laughs) Not on my watch. It's a different order of magnitude. Your interactions right, right. with your pets, yeah. and so you know, I want to make sure that we continue to cherish our children and recognize that that is that is a higher calling than caring for a pet. Not that not that caring for pets isn't a high calling. Like I, I think we as Christians ought to do more to bring to the forefront our responsibility to be compassionate and ethical towards all of God's creation. Like creation care is huge. And so I pre- I do appreciate you bringing this topic and reminding me, okay, I need to be good to my dog. I need to be good to all the creatures. That's creatures. All the things. I think it's really interesting. Okay, two things, because I'm a word person, you know this. <laughs> and I, of course, had, when you said dog mom, I had to look up definitions for mom and for mother. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love it. Mom is a female parent. Mother. Okay, well, sorry, you're not the dog's female parent. <laughs> However, if you look at mother, there are multiple definitions. So you've, this is Merriam-Webster. You've got A, a female parent. Okay, we've already ruled out that out. B, a woman in authority. Think Mother Teresa. Ah, interesting. Yeah, and by that definition, you are a woman in authority, given responsibility for these creatures. Yep. You are absolutely. You are Mother Teresa to those dogs. True story. And then, of course, definition two B two is an old or elderly woman, like Old Mother Hubbard. Nice. That's a. I suppose that's a classic. We are all considerably. I am very much older than my dog, so that one works too, because she's only like six, and I'm older than that. But the other linguistic thing I wanted to point out here is that there is. A, I th- my my feeling is. We need a new term to describe our relationship with our animals. Because, you know, 100 years ago, it would have been master mistress. Mm. But I'm sorry, I'm not going to go along and uh, go around and say that I'm my dog's mistress. (laughs) That
1: just doesn't work. Yeah. That's That's a different different linguistic endeavor, like, entirely. if you
3: go back to the Middle Ages, there was actually another word that was used to describe your relationship to your animals, and that was husbandman. Oh. And that husbandry, even today, right. animal husbandry, animal we talk about, you know, smorry. the care of animals. But no, we don't want to say I'm a dog husband. That doesn't, <laughs> work.
1: It doesn't work. That's a slippery slope.
3: It really is. So, <laughs> no so like I understand that there is this special relationship, whether you're a pet owner or a farmer or a forester, there's a special relationship that human beings have with animals that are placed under our care. And I think we need to acknowledge that and celebrate it and try to fulfill that calling. But I will remain remain uncomfortable with using mom, mother, maternal language Mm -hmm. to describe that relationship because I think it threatens to cheapen the relationship that mothers have with their children, whether born or adopted human children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's that's my my opposing viewpoint. But I'm so uh, even so I'm so curious to hear everyone's perspectives on this because I had just, you know, I hear the term. I have this sort of emotional recoil Mm -hmm. and then that's as far as it goes. Like, I've never had the guts to have a conversation with people about this. Mm -hmm. And so I'm glad you made me do it.
1: Well, I think we we have more in common on this issue than I think we both realize then, because I entirely agree. Again, not having been a mother myself of like humans. Right. I one day it's I am willing to accept that I might one day become a mom of humans and be like dog like and be like sort of turn my nose up at the whole dog mom reference. (laughs) It They're could absolutely- happen. I'm not saying it will, but that was my experience, right? <laughs> so what i what I can say, what I do agree with, is that you know, being a, a dog mom, if we're going to sort of persist using that term, and being a mom of humans, two entirely different realms of expectation and responsibility, like two entirely. Just different things. And so I feel like if the term dog mom feels like it takes away the power of that word as it pertains to taking care of humans, then I totally understand why that is not a term for you to use. Like, I totally, I totally get that. I wouldn't want the use of that term to sort of lessen the value of human motherhood, which is to say, like, that is not that is not what I want. I I mm-hmm. I think motherhood of humans. I mean, you're absolutely right. And I'm glad that you brought up the whole order of creation thing, because you're absolutely right when it comes to a human child, when it comes to the thing that's being taken care of. Yes, absolutely. A human child is going to come before a dog, a cat, a plant in every situation. So you're absolutely right there. It may just well. It may well be that we just don't agree so much on the linguistic usage of the word.
0: I'm <laughs> sure there was a better term. There, like, yeah. What like? do you call? That's, that's a my question. Can we? Animals.
3: Can we come up with a better term? I don't know. This would be. Maybe this is a question for our Facebook group. Maybe. Like, what is it? What is a good term that isn't dog mom? Isn't mistress? Isn't animal husband? Uh. <laughs> that we can use to describe the special relationship between people and the animals in their care. Absolutely. And I don't, I I say animals because of course it's more than just dogs. I know some people who love their chickens very much. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I knew someone once who loved her exotic bird Mm. uh, more than any dog.
1: Yeah. Not for me. (laughs) Again, I do not mean when I, when I talk about, The importance of taking care of animals. Like I do not want to at all detract from what it is to be somebody who has born or has adopted and is taking care of children. Like that is not. I would not want the usage of that of that term "dog mom" to take anything away from. I don't. I am not playing that zero sum game. Like that's just that's (laughs) not happening.
3: But I mean, but, there are people that do, but
1: I know yes. you're not one of them. And you are one of the hardest working and loving mothers <laughs> on planet Earth. So, like, I would stop you. using that term for you, honestly. <laughs> Let me be real uh, with you. I well, might just. But I hope
3: that whether we use the term or not, we have, we want to have some understanding. Yes. For, for people, because I have known a lot of people who used it. And I have sometimes been less than gracious with them in my brain. And... I don't wanna be that. Right. But I yeah, thanks. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) Thanks for understanding. No listening and hearing what it feels like to me to hear people throw words like that around. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And they are two entirely different things. So I mean that's honestly that's that's really everything I I wanted to say to so just to sum up. Like we're all called to take care of God's creation. Mm -hmm. That every single one of us. And we have Things and people in our care, whether it's our own children, whether it's a niece or a nephew, or a surrogate niece or nephew, or, you know, our pets, our gardens, like anything that requires attention and nurturing and guidance mm-hmm. and love to grow. Those are the characteristics, I think, of of a mother, right? Mm-hmm. Those are some, like, maternal characteristics. And so... In that vein, I think as we are celebrating Mother's Day, we also want to be mindful of people who are also taking care of things in God's creation, mm-hmm. regardless of what that is, because that that takes time and effort and love as well.
3: Yes. Uh, isn't it wonderful how God has filled his wor- his world with people and creatures and Things for us to show our love
1: to. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. And it is it is mostly people, but it is not just people.
1: Nope. Nope.
3: Mm-hmm. That's all I got. First
0: article gifts <laughs> real
1: though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Literally it says animals <laughs> in the explanation yes. of the first article of the creed. He, <laughs> he made them the for all the
3: time. So yeah. He made them, he delights in them, and he delights yep. when we when we care for them too. Yeah.
0: Yep. So Facebook group, people, <laughs>
1: Ladies, we want to know what you think on this. I'm, just, I'm deactivating my Facebook account <laughs> the day that this episode airs. I just don't want. Sarah it. wants to know what you think about that. You've <laughs> not but, pull me into it. I've said my piece and I'm <laughs> walking away.
0: We that not want to know. I want to know. I am very curious what people think. Please Let's be good to each other. I know
3: there's a variety <laughs> of opinions on this. We've proven that in this episode True story. But
0: love each other. I am curious how it shakes out in our group though and if anybody has a better name than dog mom, cat mom for how for the people that have pets and take care of them and want a term of endearment to call ourselves other than like owner cuz that sounds so care
1: caregiver. Cool. I mean caregiver
0: works, but it
3: it does how long
0: yeah, yeah.
3: It, and it doesn't capture everything. Mm-hmm. No, and you're
0: right. Owner is so cold and impersonal. It is like I own my cats. I mean, I do, but ugh. yeah, but I, like I I can't call myself a cat mom. Yeah. I just
1: need something I mean, better, that's, guys. That's I think the the difference between human and animal, right? Like you're not going to say that you're an o- the owner of your kid. Like you're not going to please say, don't. You're not don't like, say that. that. That's a terrible thing. Like, that is that is one, I think, that goes back to the crea- well, order of creation thing.
3: And you yeah. You often buy pets. You do not buy, please don't buy children. Do not you do know. that. You will go to jail.
1: <laughs> you will go to jail. And you that will deserve bad. to go
0: to jail. Yeah. 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 On that happy note. <laughs> uh, woof. This went
2: places.
0: That escalated quickly. Uh Facebook group, Instagram. We want to know what you think about the mom," Or if you have a better term for it. Join us in our Facebook group. Share your thoughts. And we'll post the questions on our Instagram as well. So you can chime in there too. Follow us on Instagram at Lutheran Ladies Lounge. Find all of our podcasts at kfuo.org slash Lutheran Ladies Lounge or on your favorite podcasting app or on the KFUO Radio app. Oh, and I forgot the plug for our newsletter in our last episode. Sign up for our newsletter. You can uh, figure out, figure out, you can find out how to do that in the show notes for this episode. Or send us an email, Lutheranladies. At kfuo.org. You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I love the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and I am going now to feed my children, walk my dogs,
3: and bring my plant babies in from the back patio in that order. I knew you were going to love plant baby.
1: Please be <laughs> exact.
3: But I'm not a plant mom. How does that work? I don't
1: understand. I don't know. Oh, well. No, we'll figure it out. No. Life is weird. <laughs>
0: KFUO Radio and the Lutheran Ladies' Lounge podcast are underwritten in part by Wicking Vicar. Visit them online at wickingvicar.com. Views and opinions expressed on the Lutheran Ladies' Lounge podcast may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO Radio, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The Lutheran Ladies' Lounge is produced by KFUO Radio and available at kfuo.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and leave a review for us, too. If you love the Lutheran Ladies' Lounge podcast, consider financially supporting our producer, KFUO Radio, so we can keep doing what we do. Find out how at kfuo.org slash give.
1: I want to wait with some pause. I want to wait for Rachel to get back because I'm sure she wants to talk about that. So we can start over. Did I send her already?
2: Oh, there's I think chat. She said I had she had to go grab a paper real quick. Oh, so I, probably something she wanted as she does. She probably looked up a resource, <laughs> a scholarly source. Yep. True. I can wow. appreciate that.
1: <laughs> was it was an old book. Hello. I, Welcome I, back.
3: I'm so sorry.
1: That's it's OK. Like,
3: there's this thing I really need to have this conversation. So I'm just going to go. OK, where were we?